Happy Friday, Oregon Surfriders. It's May 31st, 2019. This is Charlie Plyman, your Oregon Policy Manager, coming at you with another edition of Plyman's Policy Podcast. And today I'm recording from my home office here in Newport, Oregon. Great to have an office day, but kind of for sad reasons. Uh, we were scheduled to be in Salem today working on a couple of our bills, and uh, we're in recess. So the legislators are not meeting today in either the House or the Senate, honoring Senator Jackie Winters, who passed away earlier this week. Jackie Winters was the first African-American Republican in the building, and she was a wonderful woman, a amazing legislator, and a huge contributor to social justice in the state of Oregon. She will be sorely missed, and today uh, the entire legislative session is in recess to honor her. You'd be pleased to know that I met with Senator Winters early in the session, who was very supportive uh, of our plastic pollution work, and in fact, one of the few Republicans in the building uh, that was that was really supportive of some of the um, the the measures and strategies for reducing plastic pollution, like plants. So. Um, really sad and tough day um, on Wednesday when she passed. I was in the building testifying on our uh, plastic bag and, and uh, we all kind of stopped and had a moment of silence. But today is sort of the official day to recognize her. So, um, But moving on, I want to talk to you guys today, well, about our plastic pollution bills because I think there's going to be some positive things coming out next week uh, for both polystyrene and bags. And you're probably hearing in the news a little bit about the Straws Upon Request bill, which just moved out of the House last night and has to go back to the Senate because they changed it. So we'll talk about each one of those those bills a little bit. And um, without further ado, we'll just dive in. All right. So Senate Bill 90, the Straws Upon Request bill, that bill uh, has preemption in it. So remember, that's the one we do not like. And unfortunately, it uh, is getting out of the House. It, it made it out of the House on Wednesday, late Wednesday night. They voted on it. If, if you may have seen some of the shenanigans that were happening in the House, I thought that it was going to potentially die because the, the Republicans in the House put on, put on a real good show on, on, uh, on Wednesday. If you, they did a lot of things to sort of stall. I don't know if you're familiar with the filibustering and suspending rules, but they do things where, well, the Democrats do this too. So it's not like it's just a Republican thing. But it's, it's a strategy that's done that, just allows it, makes it so that you, no business can be conducted. You know, filibustering is when it, you, you suspend rules and you require every bill be read in its entirety. And so bills can be many pages long. <laughs> and, uh, and in that case, none of them get to get voted on. And so no business actually gets conducted on the floor. Uh, and that's kind of what was going on on, on uh, Wednesday night or Wednesday throughout the day. And then finally Wednesday night, things started moving and they, um, brokered some deals and, and uh, the filibustering stopped, suspension rules stopped, and things started moving fast, and, and so with it went the Straws Upon Request bill, the one we do not like, has the preemption in it, not our favorite bill at all, uh, remembering preemption prevents any local city from doing anything further with straws, like banning them, for example, so not, not our favorite bill. And uh, otherwise, it is a good bill. It includes fast food restaurants. It's a bit more comprehensive than what we've seen in some other states, particularly within California. 
really the only other state that's taken any action. But California did not do preemption, and that, that's really just a deal breaker for us, a huge deal breaker for us. And so um, we did our best to oppose this bill. We didn't get there. Because they changed it in the House, it's got to go back to the Senate now for another vote. I suspect it's going to make it out of the Senate because this was a committee bill and some of the Democrats that put this together really wanted this. Uh, you're going to see this go out there and, and tout it as an environmental win for the state of Oregon. And that's what the, ne the news read will be. Uh, we will work on messaging uh, once we get our other bills through the building as well on this one because I think it's really important for us to make it known to the nation that this is not a favorable model policy. And we can be sure that the American Chemistry Council is going to use this policy from Oregon as an example in other states. And so we need to make sure that we have loud and clear messaging that says, hey, this was an industry bill. This was not a bill supported by the environmental community. And we're going to have to figure out how to do that uh, and time it in a way that doesn't compromise some of our other bills in the building that could be compromised by legislators who care about that straw bill. So that's what's going on with Senate Bill 90 and straws upon request. Going to go back to the Senate probably early next week. They'll vote on that. And I suspect it'll move to the, to the governor's office after that. Um, also, will be heard next week, House Bill 2883 in the Senate. So the House Bill 2883 is the polystyrene ban. And I touched base with a lot of the chapter chairs this week just to find out whether or not this was something that Surfrider Foundation supports here in Oregon because it's been amended uh, to give some deference to uh, Agilix, which is a polystyrene recycling facility in Tigard. And actually, they do do a decent job of recycling polystyrene. It's kind of questionable whether or not they have a strong economic model for this. Uh, but if you are able to transport polystyrene to their facility, which is a chore in itself, uh, you can readily recycle it there. And so there's a lot of referrals in and around Portland and the Tiger in those areas, uh, around the metro area, and that's an available service for them. So they, they actually amended this bill to say that polystyrene takeout is banned. You can't offer polystyrene as a takeout item. It cannot leave your premises. But you can offer polystyrene as a restaurant to your customers if they keep it on site, if you keep it on site, and, and if you ensure that it gets to a facility like Agilix, which there's only one of in the state of Oregon. Uh, so that's really not feasible for most restaurants unless you're in and around Agilix or you have some sort of transportation system. Uh, but otherwise, curbside, nobody's picking that up for you. So most of our restaurants, this is going to end up as a de facto ban. And we do like this because it does ban takeout, which if we think about litter and we think about the vector in the environment, it's the takeout. When things are managed on site, they're better. We don't like promoting a false narrative of recycling. But uh, this, we think this bill and what I've heard from all the chapter chairs and what I've heard from other folks that I've talked to within our chapter membership about this is something that we can support. And it is a great first step. So what we're going to see with House Bill 2883, is uh, there were some there were some amendments to this, like I said, uh, in, in the the Senate. So it's going to have to go back to the House, and that's just that's just commonplace. If a bill gets amended uh, in the second chamber, so say a, a bill is cleared the House and then it goes to the Senate, and then they amend it in the Senate, it has to go back to the House of Origin for or the the, the Chamber of Origin rather 
for what they call a concurrence vote, and that's just to ensure that that the the, the House of Representatives agrees with what the Senate has has changed in the bill. So what we'll see is a Senate vote early next week, and then right after that, there'll be a concurrence vote by the House, provided the Senate passes it. Every single day between now and then, the American Chemistry Council is going to do everything they can do to kill this bill. This is the bill that they've been really targeting and they've been really working hard on. We're going to work hard to keep the votes there. We're going to keep the pressure hard, and hopefully we get this thing out of committee, or rather out of the Senate and get that concurrent vote in the House next week, probably as early as Wednesday. That polystyrene could be moving, so we could be looking at a victory there. Last, I'll touch on our House Bill 2509, which is the plastic bag bill, was heard in rules this week. And if you'll remember last week, I told you guys that we're looking at moving this thing up to a 10-cent fee and amending it uh, back to, to where it was. And some of that had to do with some other deals that were done in the building and some opportunities to make the bill a little bit stronger. But if you'll remember what I previously said, if we amended that bill in the Senate, then it would have to go back to the House for a concurrent vote. And right now, there's a lot of shenanigans going on in the House. There's been some filibustering, uh, which is like when they suspend the rules and, and they require that the, the, the speaker uh, or the president uh, of the respective chamber read every single bill in its entirety. It's a stalling tactic, basically. Uh, and so there's been a lot of outrageous things happening there. And we just didn't want to jeopardize this bill by having to send it back to a chamber that's kind of volatile right now. And so we decided, you know what, we need to just, everybody kind of agreed, let's keep this thing where it's at, five cent fee on the paper, um, no changes to the bill. We got it out of committee um, with a straight three vote, and now it's going to be headed to the Senate floor early next week. Right now, we have the votes. Right now, we have the votes to pass this bill. I am thrilled. That can change in 30 minutes, in 10 minutes. <laughs> things change fast, particularly over the weekends, they can change, and I don't like Monday votes because of how things can change over the weekend. So what I need folks doing out in the field is ensuring that your senator supports this, and most of ours uh, on the coast, we've, I've got a lock on, on our support here on the coast, but let's just keep that pressure up. If you get the opportunity to give your senator a call, uh, let them know this is something you care about, this is something you want to see supported, and and, and move uh, out of the Senate and onto the governor's desk for a signature. So what's significant about this, guys? It's the strongest plastic bag ban in the nation, potentially, if it passes. <laughs> uh, it includes restaurants, and we don't have a ban in the nation yet that includes restaurants. In fact, we only have two states that have taken action on this, and that's California and New York. California has a great plastic bag ban. They've, they've worked a long process for that. They have a 10 cent fee on paper, uh, which is great. I wish we had a 10 cent fee on paper. But um, one thing we did put in our bill was uh, a five-year study to look at that fee and see if it needed to be increased. New York, their plastic bag ban doesn't have a fee on paper. And if you remember, that's a deal breaker for us in Oregon. In fact, we wouldn't have, we would have let that bill die in Oregon if, if we lost that fee. And so that was a really critical point, still a critical point and a point of contention. The paper industry, like the plastic industry on polystyrene, the paper industry is going to fight this every single day up until that vote. So they will be pulling 
legislators off the floor to try and bend their ear when that vote's happening. And our job, again, keep that pressure up. So let your legislators know. Primarily, we're targeting our senators because this has just got to go through the Senate at this point in time. Really hopeful, really feeling good about this, but I really need your help. And know that we got here because of everything you guys are doing in the field, because cities around the state of Oregon are passing plastic bag bans, and they're passing resolutions, and they're sending letters to their legislators, and you guys are doing such a bang-up job out there in the field that you're putting the pressure on at the legislative level. And so I have all this ability to work in the building, and I have all this room to work in the building because of the amazing work that you guys are doing in the field. So I want to thank you guys for that and just know that, like, man, we're, we're on the cusp of making a big, big impact on plastic pollution in Oregon. So um, to the finish line, hopefully, next week. Um, that's all for today's Plyven Policy Podcast. And I may be doing some interviews this weekend or exploring with some other formats for this podcast. You guys give me some feedback. Let me know what you think of these. I'm trying to keep them short and sweet right now, under 15 minutes, so they're easily consumable for you guys on the go and uh, in your car or making breakfast or coffee or whatever. Uh, but uh, let me know. If you want to hear some longer things, you want to hear some interviews with different people, uh, let me know. Right? But, uh, you know, for right now, keep them short, keep them sweet, and you give me the great feedback and keep up the great work in the, in the field. Uh, I hope to talk to you soon or see you in the water.